Victory through. Thanks be to who? Come on and thank him. Come on and thank him. Thank you, Lord. 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 I want the believers to really tell him thank you. Come on and thank him. Come on and tell him thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I feel like Elijah, when there was a drought for seven years and there was no rain, and he got it in his spirit because the Lord said, rain is here. The Bible said he put his head between his knees. And I believe it's hard to see up in the sky with the head between the knees. And he began to pray to the point that he believed because he wasn't looking for where the rain is coming from. He was looking into his spirit man. And his spirit man caused him to believe that although it was a drought, that rain was there. He believed it so much, he told the man, go look. Rain is coming. And the man went and looked, and he didn't see no rain. He said, look again, because my spirit don't lie. What am I saying? If God said it, that settles it. I want the believers who know that God is a miracle producing God to tell him thank you. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through Christ who dwells in us. Make a long story short, finally the man said, wait a minute, I do see something. I believe while his head was between his knees, the man saw something, but it didn't look like much to the man. But the word had already been declared. And so the man said, well, I see something. It looked like a cloud about the size of a fist. Now, a size of a fist can't produce too much rain. The Bible said before they had time to get away, the rain had already caught up to them and took them over. What am I saying? If God has put the spirit of his son in you, it's got to rain. The drought is over. The fight is fixed. Through our Lord. Our Lord. He's got to be yours. Until he becomes yours, you're ineffective. 
Amen? All right. Um, that thing, Scripture, I sort of want to stay right there tonight. Can we do that? We're going to stay there just for a moment because I believe, I believe that the Lord wants you to walk in the victory that he's placed in you. And you keep looking out, but it's not out there. Uh, it's in. So it's not time to go out. It's time to go. Uh, the word of God has brought us to a point that is changing us. And therefore, the God's spirit, I, if, I, if I could just uh, help you see what I see, that the spirit of the Lord has descended on this place, that you don't even have a choice but be changed. And most of you are wondering why you have such a great desire. The word of God is changing your desires so that you are desiring him more and more. And because he is increasing your desire, he is going to increase the desires of those who are connected to you. Because he has changed you to be like him. And you are going to bring salvation into areas of families and friendships because of what he's doing in you. But first, he wants to ignite your belief system because there's trouble. And if you are not connected in believing God, then you won't see God manifest what he's already promised and done in the spirit. He'll bring it right in your presence. You ready for this? All right. So first John, first John chapter number five. So go all the way back. No, no, no. Go to Revelations chapter, chapter 12. Let's just go to Revelation chapter 12. Let's lay this out real quick. Y'all ready? We got a few minutes, but I believe God's going to unveil some stuff. God's tired of his people walking around worrying and talking about the wrong thing. Hmm? Something's out of order. Talk about how in order is it, it, it already is. Amen. You remember the prodigal son? Yeah, you know why he came home? Because his daddy's faith brought him home. His dad went out and looked for him every day. But I don't see him yet. But he believed he was coming or he wouldn't have kept looking. Amen. I got a question. What you looking for? Ah, okay. Verse number seven of Revelations chapter number 12. I'm going to read it. And war broke out in the heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail. Nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out. The serpent of old called who? 
the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world. He was cast out to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of, of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren. Somebody shout now. now. Salvation, strength, the kingdom of God, power of Christ have come for the accuser of the brethren who accused them before God day and night has been cast down and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by what? The word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to the death. Now, I got to stop right there because we really have to look at all the power that God sent down to the earth realm through salvation. Salvation is here. It came through Christ. Christ brought his power. The kingdom of God is here on earth. God sent it here. Because the accuser that was in heaven got kicked out of heaven and now is down here trying to accuse the brethren. But the text says that we have been given all power through Christ. And they what? Overcame him. How? By the blood of the lamb. The, the lamb is Christ Jesus. When he died on the cross, the Roman soldier took a spear and stuck him in the side. The blood came streaming down. That blood hit the ground. We came from the ground. It's where he created us from. Therefore, the blood covered everything that God created. Oh, goodness. You have to understand that because of the blood, you have overcome the enemy. And the only way you can walk in defeat is when you walk in you. And when you walk in you, uh, you give access to the enemy to come and toy with you. He cannot have you because you belong to God. But he can bother you. He can trick you. I call it deception. He wants you to speak the wrong way because he knows life and Death is in the power of the tongue. So what you speak into the atmosphere 
is going to determine which angle, which angel grabs what you say. If, listen, the angels fell out, got kicked out, Satan took his angels with him when he got kicked out of heaven. Those angels, those spirits of the air, are in the atmosphere waiting for you to say something. If you speak the word of God, God's angels grabs it and performs it. If you speak the words of the enemy, the enemy grabs your words and performs them. So if you speak death over a situation, you are giving authority to the Satan's angel to come and grab your word and perform it. Uh, is that making sense to anybody? I, I believe God had to switch up a little bit because that's what we were talking about. Therefore, no matter what's going on in your life, you have the power already in you, the kingdom of God, the power of Christ, the blood of the lamb, which caused you to overcome everything already. And you could speak to what needs to be overcame. And by your word of your testimony, it shall be performed. Therefore, if somebody is not acting right and you start talking about how wrong they are, you are giving wrong permission to exist. Does that make sense? If you're sick and you keep talking about how sick you are, there is no testimony in the sickness other than I'm sick. So who are you testifying of? God is a healer. And so if you are sick and you said by his stripes, I'm healed. You are giving access to the, the healing power of God to be performed in your life because you are speaking life to your own self. You're not lying. Because the word says, by his stripes, we are healed. That means we were already healed. As a matter of fact, when you start talking about, when you start speaking about how much better you feel, you even talk your own self into it. Huh? But when you want sympathy... You know, I used to want sympathy. I get sick and I play it up. Mom, I'm sick. I want mom to cook something good for me. You, you, we want, we want someone, we want sympathy. <laughs> I used to play, I was a manipulator too. That's a spirit of a devil. It is. It's called manipulation. Babies come into the world, and that spirit hits them right away. Just an infant. And master manipulation. First time you cry, you pick them up. Oh, you okay? Next time they land there, they say, oh, there you go. I'm going to get picked up again. Ah! And as soon as you pick them up, nothing wrong. You pick them up. Manipulation. It's just a character trait. So he says, we, we overcame 
We overcame. He said, this accuser is accusing you. You ever, you ever been doing good and then you get a thought about how bad things can be? That's, here, here's the news, that's, an, that's the accuser. That's why the word says, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are pure, whatever things are of good report, think on these things. Why? Because there are forces that are trying to get you to think the way you used to think. Because if, if listen, if, if, the, if these forces that are not of God can get you to think wrong, they'll get you to speak wrong. And the enemy gets you talking wrong. He knows he's got power over you. But the moment your mouth lines up with God's word, he knows he's defeated. So then, if the blood of, if we were overcome by the blood of the lamb, then we ought to be talking about the blood of the lamb. If, if, if Jesus is the key, then let's talk about Jesus. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life, especially if you need God to do something in your life. Why talk about the problem when you could talk about him and he could come and fix the problem? It's almost like you're being attacked. And I'm, I'm just looking at the Cowboys and Indian movie, okay? And you're being attacked by the, by the Indians. And you start yelling, Indians, Indians, Indians. Well, more Indians will probably be coming. They're the ones attacking you. But if you start calling for Calvary help, then maybe you could bring the Calvary, right? If they hear you. Here's the news. If you got all these problems, all you need is the solver of the problem, the solution to every problem that there is. If you start calling on the solution to the problem, then you could get help for the problem. So why do we talk about anything else other than talking about the one who has given us victory over everything? It all comes through him. Everybody shout Jesus. Jesus. That's the name. Jesus. That name, game changer. Go to a, uh, go to a, a job interview. Oh, I don't know. I so do hope. How about this? I'm going because God is taking me there. And whatever God has for me, nobody can get it from me. It don't matter what it is or what they say. If God has it for me, then nobody could come against me. And I'm going in there as a representative. An ambassador for Christ. When I leave the place, they're going to be blessed because I showed up. And they might not hire me when I'm there. But because I showed up, I will change their mind because I'm a representative of Christ. Matter of fact, you have a... Uh, thank you for coming. Um, wait, before I leave, you forgot something. You forgot to tell me that this job is mine. I, 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 I want to talk to the bold folk. <laughs> because God didn't send you there except for victory. 
Somebody say, I believe. believe. See, there's a key attribute. And this is why we keep getting this word. So it could change your mind. You've had too much doubt in your mind. In so many areas. Let me tell you something. There's been so many times that you've doubted and God proved himself above your doubt. How about this? There's been so many times the doctor said one thing and God proved himself that the doctor was not right. And you keep putting your faith in the doctor, but God wants you to put your faith in the Jesus. The word of their testimony. I heard you guys testifying. Sometimes we can testify. But I, I really want, how many of you faced with some stuff that you, you've been believing God to do something and, and, and he hasn't done it? Huh? How many you got some obstacles in your life and, and that only God can fix? Listen, how, how about this? How many of you know, know you need to be worked on and you say, God, just come work on me? Listen, listen. He says, he says, listen, initially a fight broke out, right? A fight broke out where? In heaven. Where is your citizenship? You are a fellow citizen in the heavenly realm. Okay, so the fight broke out, and the, the listen, and Michael, who's a representative of heaven, uh, the dragon came up against them. But God's people won the fight. All throughout the Bible, those who believe God win every fight. There were some people who doubted God. And had to take a few whippings. No, just seriously. And then God made a believer out of them. Has he made a believer out of you? You know, we ought to be staring trouble in the face and say, you're going to change. That's, we have that power. You're going to change. And stop worrying. You're going to change. Is it going to change? I don't know. That's why I said it. Make make a declaration and and believe it. It's almost like I remember, I I believe this to my heart. I believe that, I believe my mom um, knew I was way out there in the world and and said, God, you're going to change him. Let me tell you why. Because. She didn't come bothering me. You need to stop doing this. You need to stop doing this. But she stayed on her knees one day, and I saw her. I believe she was thanking God because she knew a change was on the way. Let me tell you something. It don't matter what's going on in your life. The accuser has been kicked out. He's defeated, and you're the overcomer. So don't talk about him no more. He's already whooped and defeated, and you have all power. Now let's go to let's go to First John. Just turn back. It's right before Revelation. Get to First John, and we'll go to chapter number five. Yeah, six minutes. We're going six minutes. You guys might get to see three or four minutes of the Warriors if I don't go long. 
but God's making you a warrior. God's making you a warrior the right way. When you understand the victory is already done, you'll say, oh, this fight is fixed. Huh? When you show up, game changer, you already won. You just got to believe it and then speak it because you overcome it by the word of your testimony. All right? You got, how many of you got word up in you? Huh? How many of you can testify testify about your victory while it's on the way? Huh? I already know I won. Okay. Verse number one. Okay. So it says, number one, it says, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. So the first thing I want to ask you is, do you believe? You believe that Jesus is the Christ. You believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Final question. Do you believe he dwells in you? Okay. All right, now I'm going to make a statement. The power of God dwells in you to make you powerful than any situation that has ever come to you. Nothing can ever be victorious over you because Christ dwells in you. Okay? Got it? Nothing will ever defeat you because Christ dwells in you. Greater is he that is in, than he that's in the, then why do we talk about the world's issues instead of talking about the Christ that's in you? You're going to see God do something in my life. Start bringing witnesses in. And say, this is all happening for purpose. You're about to see salvation break loose in my life. Yeah, you're going to be a part of it. When you start knowing it like that, you can praise God. That's why, that, now I get it. I finally got it. I, I, I finally got it. How what Paul was, when they was whooping him because he was talking about Jesus and they was beating him and locking him up in jail. And when he got out, he was so happy that he got a whooping for praising Jesus. Because he was praising the victory that was already there. It was already done. Tell that I believe. Okay, verse 2. Okay, so first it talks about believing, then it talks about loving God, and talking about him loving us, and then it talks about loving his people, right? So then he gives us a correlation. He said, this is how we know that we love God, is that we love his people, right? And we keep his commandment. Why? Because his commandments is to love him and love his people. And if we keep those co two commandments, we won't hurt one another. Mm, okay. All right. So he's, he's guiding us away from the flesh and blood war. We got it? Because there's really only one enemy we're bat battling. Okay? <clears throat> Verse 3. Oh, 
Okay, so he said, now this is the love of God that we keep his commandment and his commandments are not burdensome. His commandments are not burdensome, but his commandments keep, take denying you. As long as you want to please you, you will break his commandment. But the moment you desire to please him, you can keep his commandment. Amen. So when he changes your desire, when he turns your oven on, nobody could turn it off. And his commandments are not burdensome. So, so God, God has put his spirit in us. By his spirit being in us, it is no longer us doing it, but it's his spirit working through us. And his spirit can handle anything that he says. Right? His spirit can obey. Right? And so we, we are operating through his spirit in obedience. And then let's go. Verse 4. Okay, so now get this. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. You had one birth when you came out of your mother's womb. That was your first birth. But the blessing came when you got your second birth. Because the second birth is when the Spirit of God came into you and made you a new creation. Thereby, at that point in time, you had overcome the world. When Christ entered you, he lifted you up. And everything else is beneath you that is not of God. It is only you who choose to lower yourself into the enemy's control. Somebody say, it's a choice. You can choose ye this day who you will serve. And we say, well, I'm going to choose it this day. I'm going to be at church on Wednesday. Come Thursday, I don't know. I'll be back on Sunday. So we got two-day-a-week Christians. Yep, that's religion. But when Christ enters you, he enters you for purpose so that he can lead you. When he becomes your shepherd, when you, he, he, listen, you went through your troubles and stuff so you can learn how to depend on him because you thought you could do it. But he says, I need to put you in a situation so that you will learn how to depend on me. And then he becomes your shepherd because the things you can't handle, you know he can handle them. And then when he delivers you the stuff that you can't handle, when you mature, you'll tell him, thank you for my trouble because I know that it's time for you to come into my life in a greater way to handle my trouble because I can't do this. That's called the manifestation of Christ. Now trouble don't look so bad because that's how he manifests his presence through the troubles in your life. He's not mad at you. He's manifesting. People are watching you. And as you keep looking at him, you are pointing them to him. You are bringing salvation to the earth realm through your trouble. 
How do you know? Because whatever is born of God has overcome the world. Keep going. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. It's my talent. It's how much I know. It's your faith. That's why God is building your faith. Let me tell you what's a faith builder. This is a faith builder. When he puts you in a situation that you can't do nothing about. But he can. And you say, Lord, you know, see, most of us, oh, I'm going to figure it out. Oh, we put X and Y together. We got X, Y squared. And I'm going to figure it out. There's some stuff that you cannot figure out. You're not designed to figure out everything. The things that you cannot see your way out of is the very thing that God's going to bring you out of. That's why you don't talk about nobody else's trouble. Because the only reason you're not in the trouble that they're in is because his grace kept you from that trouble. But if you want to talk about it, somebody else's trouble, you are speaking to the wrong angels and they will go and grab and might perform what you're talking about in your life. I'm giving you truth tonight. Y'all ready for this? We're about ready to go home. Because as we overcome the world and his victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who, what? What? You got to believe it. That's your faith. Jesus could change anything right here and right now. Right here and right now. Yeah, pastor, but I'm tired of looking. Um, If you're tired, you just spoke a curse over your life. How about this? God is about to break through in my life because I can't handle it. And I surrender. And I, I already see it coming. And how, listen, this is how you know you have faith. It's when you know it's going to happen. But there's no sign of it happening. But you can start telling everybody that it's going to happen. 
a farmer plants corn and you don't see no evidence of corn anywhere. But the farmer has faith that what he put in the ground, when a little bit of water hits it, it's going to spring up. And he has enough faith that he put little seed there, but builds a big barn over here to bring in everything that he put down here that was little. He just has enough faith that although all he see is dust on the ground, that one day that the harvest is coming, what am I saying? Even when it don't look like nothing, God is working on something underneath the ground that's going to bring forth the evidence of his manifestation in your life. It might look dirty, but just watch and see the faith you have in God will help you overcome everything because it is written that you're already the overcomer. I got, can you see yourself? Can you just see yourself better? Not bitter. I'm talking better. If you get bitter, you start talking bitter. But when you start talking, everything gets better. Everything. Because Jesus will help you on the inside so that you can line it up on the outside. It's time to go in to the faith that God has. Give God a hand.